0: But our guide is the one who knows truly the inner lessons of our soul and why we've really come back. It's not just about doing the work. It's about the deep lessons of the soul. Love, forgiveness, grace, compassion, mercy. (laughs) Welcome to our episode of Let Spirit Speak with Alan Holmes, and that's me. And I hope you are all well, and I'm sure everyone's getting ready for the, the Christmas season. If Christmas is your holiday that you're celebrating, fantastic. Enjoy and hope you are well with your families. I really wanted to kind of talk about the the role or the the influence of guides in our life, because it's always a big subject amongst people who are working with spirit, whether you're a healer directly or a medium or in some other way uh, through inspiration and, and possibly inspirational writing or speaking. And so often people will say, well, who's my guide? Who's the one that's influencing me, who is bringing me this information or who?" is affecting me through my thoughts and words, my deeds, my philosophy. It could be a whole lot of reasons, my healing. And it's not a complicated question. And I don't want to say the answer is complicated. But our guides have a role. And for many of them, They spend, I think, the first part of our lives working things out with us. And what I mean by that is whatever our experiences are supposed to be or will be to bring us to a growth place of a spiritual awakening of sorts, where we become aware fully that we are spirit first, that there is some influence of a spirit realm. Many a medium and healer, before they, they come into their work, shall we say, or their, I don't want to say their purpose, because the purpose is already there, but they're, the expression of their work. We often go through discovering or checking into other religious studies, practices, spiritual practices. And all of that, I think, can be very necessary. We need a broad perspective, and we need to understand why people get involved with certain types of practices and not others. Also, most mediums and healers that I know of that are worth their salt have had very difficult lives at certain points, have been in very deep moments of despair, have lamented about their role in their life. like What's the point of being here? Many I know have at one point or another considered suicide. And all of these experiences are so important for us if we are going to go on and do this work in any meaningful way. And that doesn't mean that we, we are going to do it in a way that we are writing books and well-known and we're on TV because that that is not the standard of... Shall we say, it's not the cornerstone of what is and is not a reputable medium or healer. It's important and it can be help a lot of people there's there's no doubt, but meaningful work so that whoever comes across our path, we are able to help them in the most complete way that we can, and that there's a level of understanding built into us. That allows us to get past, shall we say, the rough edges or the the hard shell that a lot of people put up when they're going through tough times and when they aren't feeling that life is worth living. And if we've gone through that ourselves and have worked through it, we have so much more to give. And of course, the first place is listening, but not diverting too much away from the role of the guides or the the place of the guides often they are guiding us through this and you know i have people say well if for some people the guides seem to get them through and for others they they really fall down and they never get back up this is what we have to understand about the soul every soul is growing in its own strength, at its own time, in its own way. And that doesn't mean that we throw up our arms and don't try and reach out and help or, or give assistance or step in in some way. But it does explain to some degree why some people overcome in this lifetime and others don't quite And that's not a judgment, it's just an observation. And this is where the play of the word purpose, and it was, you know, the phrase, it was just meant to be, which is so often an excuse for, yeah, I didn't work hard enough, (laughs) I didn't put the effort in enough, I, I could have taken, I could have made better choices. I'm a little little leery of that phrase. it was just meant to be it It's true, but not fully. It doesn't stand on its own all the time we We have to acknowledge that and we have to and, and if you look at your own life like I've had looked at mine yet you know that that's just too easy of a way out. But our guide, the one in particular that walks with us. Before we come back into this life, because let's say the contract's been made. And the one who works with us through this life. That's a special relationship. And we can say that everybody does have an angelic guide of sorts. And again, I don't like using the word angel because people have very specific ideas about that. I rather use the word guide or friend or helper from the spirit world, but I'll always use guide because that's the way I look at it and the way it has been shown to me. They will do what they can and they will influence us to make better choices the best they can. And many times we will, and we will feel that influence and we will be excited. And when we do listen, and we all know this who, who have listened, there's such an upliftment from within you isn't there? Your heart literally bursts open because you know it's the right thing to do and you're going in the right direction. And of course, usually that direction in the long run eventually helps you to help other people in some way. The act of service is is so high on the list of spiritual evolution, selfless service. You know, at Spirit Lights, our Our mission statement is love all, serve all. Everything else is superfluous. That came to me as I was putting it together. uh, Those short phrases. I hate long-winded mission statements. I am so sick of them. I've heard so many. It goes on and on. and We include and we include and blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. That's that's not what, what it's about. Love all, serve all. Everything else is superfluous because it is. Now, that doesn't mean you're not going to have your own prejudice about things. We all do. Come on. But it does tell us that we have to work past them. And this is really where the guides come from. I mean, they come from these realms of light, right? They come from the realm of light. They they are higher beings. They've evolved further along the path than we have. And so they're not going to look at the world in the the way we do. They look at us as really lights. And as our light grows brighter and more unselfish, the more that it's possible for them to work through us. But we also need strength. I mean, there are many a medium and healer that were pretty prickly around the edges, let me tell you. But... It was because they needed the strength to stand in what they were doing. And I'm really referring to the the mediums of the old older days when, you know, this was not even discussed, you know, outside of small circle groups. And if they were doing something publicly, well, you knew that the ridicule was coming and the, and the religious groups were coming and it wasn't going to be pleasant. It still isn't sometimes now, but it's certainly a whole lot better now than what it was 50, 70, 80, 100 years ago, for sure. And I mean that in a more of a mass consciousness way. Uh, more people will, are quite open to the idea that you know th- there is a spirit realm and we can have some type of communication with loved ones, etc. But our guide is the one who knows truly the inner lessons of our soul and why we've really come back. It's not just about doing the work and being a healer or a medium or, or whatever else we're doing it's about the deep lessons of the soul love forgiveness grace compassion mercy those are the the deepest lessons i truly feel and have said for many years that forgiveness is probably one of the most important lessons and in fact if you had one of my cards in front of you right now, my business cards on the back of it is a quote that was given to me by spirit. And it is very clearly this forgiveness is the greatest karmic release that one can give to oneself or to another kind of sums it up. (laughs) Absolutely sums it up. And they're working with us at all times when we're going through hardships and the struggle of the soul when people say, Oh my God is always right beside me. Well, actually they're not, they can't be, they have to return to a higher realm and then come back to us. And it's not that they don't hear our thoughts or our prayers or our, or asking for help. But like, like with anybody, there are times they can step in cl- more closely and other times they can't. Th- those are natural laws. And it's like parents, friends, you know, friends may see you going down the wrong path and they try and tell you and you say back to them, hey, leave me alone. I'm doing this anyway. Like, I know this is right for me right now. And so they have to back away. Well, it's the same way with the spirit world. Most times, and what I mean by most, I'm going to say 99% of the time, They can't step in to help us unless in some way within our own consciousness, our own inner being, we have somehow asked for some sort of help. And we don't have to say, oh, I need my guide here to help me. It's just, you know, even God, I need help. God, somebody from the spirit world, I need need an extra hand here. I'm confused. Show me what, what I need to do. Those are normal moments. And of course, that that allows, shall we say, the universe to respond. I remember hearing someone's uh, describing the Christ consciousness as this wonderful, shall we say, bundle of energy or consciousness that's just there. But it can never come to us unless we ask for it. Now, the word Christ, I know, can cause some issues for some people. So, shall we say, the divine consciousness, you know, the one and only God, because there is only one God, and the God is not of any particular denomination. It is a consciousness and intelligence of all light and love. And of course, we know this from everyone's near-death experience, where they have met up with the light. Hello, people. Let's 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 get past that one, shall we? It's just. In physical form, through culture, through the physical experiences of, of, you know, different parties and groups around the world that we have slightly different mentalities. So it has to be expressed at a certain time in a certain way. But it's all it's all coming eventually to be more of a deeper understanding of of what we truly are and one that will be more universal inside our consciousness as as a day-to-day practice that that will eventually come might be a couple hundred years yet but it it will eventually get there oh yeah let's let's wait for that one shall we but the guides they have to wait for us to be at a certain moment and usually it's in our lowest moment of a level of pain and suffering and then the real awakening happens the stirring now As I'm talking about this, I'm conflicted because I I want to share so much of some of my own experiences with my guide, the way he showed himself to me, because he did it four times very clearly. What I get concerned about is, you know, when you start sharing your experiences, people often have various reactions. And one is, oh, well, you're, you know, you think you're special or you're talking about yourself too much, yada, yada, yada. But these experiences... They taught me and they and I know they're teachable for others that there are so many different ways for the guides to show themselves. It's not always in one physical manifestation. It can come in many different ways and we will know it when it happens for us. And some people never ever see their guides. Some people get their name and they know the presence, but they never see them. Some see them and don't know their name. I do not know the name of my guide. Really? And what's the point at this? It's not meaningful to the purpose with our work. But I have seen him incredibly clearly. And so I feel very blessed for that one. Very lucky. So if you're worrying about, you know, I really want something clear from, from them you know him or her right because we 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 will see them in in that respect because that's the world we live in but the one thing we must keep in mind is our guide knows us better than we know ourselves they know every part of our soul lesson that we are going to experience and all all the branches of possibility within our own Willpower to make our own choice and decision, even if it goes against the purpose of our soul. And and you know when you've gone against the own purpose of your soul because everything goes out of whack, it all goes bad, or badly for a while, and then we wake up again and go, "What am I doing, idiot?" You know, and you've got to you got to tell yourself, "Wait a second, I need to get back where I need to be," and and you find your way back. that's just this is just part of the the living cycle. So I'm going to share. These experiences, and hopefully people will accept them with the love and humility that I am I am sharing them with because I, i uh, they were so significant. And <laughs> funny, as I say that I, I get shivers down my left side, very nice. So when I was three years old, I woke up in the middle of the night and standing at the end of my bed was this, what I eventually called the man with Christmas tree lights, because it was this man that it was in shape of a man and it was light, but it was in the shape of a man. And it was many different colors of light within the light, <laughs> It's the best way to describe it. So it was kind of a white golden light and within inside were all these multiple colors going on. And. My room was filled with light and I I knew that this soul was somehow connected to me in such a way that they would walk with me. And from that point on, that's when I started having premonition and hearing voices and seeing all those experiences that so many people talk about. And then the next time I was 19 years old and I was eating alphabets And it was a May morning. I had just sat for my first year in a development group with a wonderful medium and mentor who's now in spirit, who I miss desperately uh, some days, but that's, that's just, that's the human self-talking. And I was bringing the spoon with the alphabets up to my mouth and I closed my eyes and very quickly, this green line came in from my left side and moved across my vision uh, right into the middle so it was one long green line it had a beginning and an end but as it stopped the back end of the line moved into the front end so it sickened and then it It stood up and was spinning in the swirling, mass of green. And it was every green imaginable. I cannot describe it any other way to anybody. Now the vision lasted about 15 seconds, which is actually quite long. And of course it's through my psychic eye. I've got my eyes closed. And then as quickly as it started, he, the, what was the front end of the line started to pull away again. And the, the swirling mass of green, which, by the way, was in the shape of a man, yet again, <laughs> became thinner and came down back into the one long green line and then just moved off to, to the right. And as it was moving away, I'm yelling in my head, you know, who are you? Because I knew not to speak because it would break the, the vibration. And then, when I was 26, I had a very clear vision uh, as I was leading a group in meditation. Suddenly, of this mountaintop all in snow, and this Asian man was standing at the top of the mountain, and he bowed to me in in what you would consider, I believe, kind of a Buddhist bow, you know with the hands together, and that was very clear. And then the, the last time I was 37 and he, he was, I was in meditation with a, a group of people and I was sitting with my eyes closed. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm fumbling a bit because I re- it was qu- quite emotional at the time, but in the vision, there was a door and the door was Up above me, shall I say. So in the meditation, the the door was higher than me. And suddenly the door swung open and there was this bathing light that just came pouring through. And this form came out of the light. But as it came down, and if you think about it, all around it was kind of gray. So if you've ever read the near-death experience books, they talk about the gray tunnel. Well, he was coming the reverse way. He was coming down the tunnel. (laughs) And as he came towards me, he became more man and less light. So by the time he got to my level, he was about five foot three, five foot four. Uh, It looked like an Asian monk of some sort with a beautiful long Brown robe, just absolutely gorgeous it was it's strange to say that Brown could glow, but it kind of did, and he had his hands in his sleeves, he had a wispy beard, kind of longish hair, but not too long and he did something rather interesting. He was standing in front of me, and then he floated over to the left, and I mean float because he didn't walk. He floated over to the left, and he went then across to the right. His eyes were on me the entire time. His eyes were piercing. It's the only way I can describe his eyes. They were piercing. I knew he knew me better than I knew myself. And then he came back to the middle and he floated back up towards the light. And as he went back into the light or got closer to it, he became more light, of course, in less physical form. Because he's going to a different dimension. However, the entire time this was happening... There was a silver cord connected to what we would call his solar plexus area. And even when he was right in front of me, I could see it connected into him. And then it went back. Now, you know, each one of these taught me something about what the spirit world is able to do. And how they will show themselves to us in certain ways. And there's so many different ways. They don't have to come to us in, in a physical form that we fully understand. I mean, that the second time, he was a, a swirling mass of, of green vibration, which is healing and balance. Right? We know this. And it was every shade of green swirling around within him. I, I can't describe it any other way. It was just absolutely gorgeous. And balance has been something in my life I've had to work on. It's certainly one of the things that I know that I have had to work on. And I would say I've done fairly well the last several years. I maybe that's that's a lesson that I've come to. I, I never like to say master because every time you say that, you know, there's usually something that comes around the corner. But something that I've I've developed more and more within myself. And the last one reminded me of the very first experience with him because the first one was a very physical experience and so was this one so there's an element shall we say of of ectoplasm or an element of physical mediumship or or something in that way but it was such a, a beautiful and meaningful experience in those experiences he's never spoken to me But he has spoken to me at certain times in a reading or has given me certain pieces of information or in trance state has used my voice box, used me, but it is an ongoing relationship. And what they do for us is every experience we have with them teaches us. It's not just about teaching others, my friends, If you have a a wonderful experience with your guide, I can guarantee you the first person that's learning something is you. And then with certain people in your lives, those experiences you'll be able to share because they will have a meaning that you don't even understand that the other person would be touched by that didn't speak to you because it wasn't your experience to have that way, if that makes sense. You know, it's like when you go into trance, they, and they speak through you and, you know, everybody will have the same words. But so often every soul or several souls will have a slightly different meaning for them at that moment. It will be similar, but it will be slightly different for each one of the people receiving it. This just tells us how multidimensional, shall we say, consciousness is. And that we can never really know how we affect others when these experiences happen. And and nor do we need to. It's not for us to to understand that way. It's for us just to give it and to let it be. You know, let go and let God. Now people say, well, how do you know your your guide is, is from God? Well, if he's not from God, I don't know where he's from then because these are very high level experiences and they're beautiful. And there's nothing but joy and love and humility. And let me tell you, humility when you have them. And and healing. Healing for me and healing for others. I only share these because as a person, I learn. I love to hear other mediums talk about their experiences. I learn that way. I love it. It inspires me. When you hear a medium you know, talk about an experience they've had with their guide or uh, an experience with spirit that's really unusual and beautiful. It, it doesn't make me think, oh, they're better than me and I'll never get there. And oh, who do they think they are? I think, oh my gosh, that's something to work for. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, I'd love to have something similar to that. Or, or God, I feel so lucky that this person is, is letting me know that, that this is a possibility and, and that there's so many different ways that, that these experiences can come to us and, and affect us. How lucky, how lucky are we to listen? I always find it interesting now, because I come from the generation where you really listened to your elders before you spoke or before you thought you knew more than they did. Right now, of course, anybody over the age of 50 apparently doesn't know anything <laughs> it's just it's just too funny i i, I hate to say it but the, the 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 arrogance of it is just astounding but we'll see what happens with it all in the next five or ten years <laughs> but i came from that generation where you listened first and so my first mentor ruth had an incredible relationship with her guide and You really had to take it from Ruth. Mm, German Taurus. So very set. But this is why she had the trust of the spirit world the way she did. They could trust her. They knew that she would follow through, even if you didn't like it. (laughs) And as a young person, there was a couple of times she had to speak to me as a, a young person who was being a bit uppity. And instead of being offended and running away that you would get now... I sat there and really took what she said to me and really brought it into my heart. And I thought, I am so lucky to have somebody who's willing to care about me enough to say it that way. And I always knew in those moments, because it would be in a time of inspiration with her. She never did it in front of people. She would always take you. To, to the side but it would either be right after a group uh, or a, a meditation or something and you might have said something or been acting a certain way and you know she sort of talked to you about it and I thought wow wow I was being taught by very high shall we say vibrations spiritual knowledge intellect however you want to look at it wisdom and and wasn't I lucky enough that I was? I would be willing to listen? Because I've never thought of myself as, as being super smart. And I never have. So I actually listen more than people realize. And so for, for certain situations, it's worked for me because I've learned things. And I've been able to say, okay, that person is more right than I am. And that's great. We, we need to walk with that humility. When we walk with that humility, then our guides can also use us more. And they can use us more because we aren't so wrapped up with our inflated ego, our own ideas, what we think is special. Let your will become the will of the divine. When that happens, your willpower is used, but your willpower is used by, shall we say, the spirit world, the the divine, to speak truth in moments that it's needed to be spoken, whether that's in trance or just in conversation some way, rather than your willpower being used to dominate others. When we do that, we cut ourselves off from the source and we cut ourselves off from our guides. They can't work with us then. They have to wait for us to get back to a place of humility. So I hope that what I shared today is taken in the right way. There are many ways that your guides can speak with you, talk to you, work with you. Everybody's a bit different. I'm a a show me guy. Like I really am. I'm like, you expect me to believe something? You better show me. And the spirit world knows that about me. So it might be that's why I've had the visual with him the way I have. That's that's important for me. It gives me a sense of truth about what they're doing. Now, you in your mentality, it might be different for you. So, you know, you have to consider that the guides will work with you as your mentality is they won't work with you in a way that doesn't make sense to you why would they what would be that point there'd be no point so i want to thank you for allowing me to to speak with you today and however this touches you or wherever it goes and thank you so very much and maybe one day i'll see some people and will be in meditation together or, or in some way um, discussing this, these subjects in a, in a more kind of personal setting with, with people in the same room, which would be exciting or sharing messages, whatever. And I wish you also very well as always, you know, talk to God, talk to your guides, ask for the light, keep yourself ever in the mindset that All things are well and that it is never too late to change. It is never too late to start because those in the spirit world will know your heart. They will know what is within you and they will be waiting for you to get to that point and will be celebrating with you in a way that I don't think any of us really understand until we get into the spirit world. So God bless and thank you very much.